Farzine Vasugian here with you for another episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Back-to-back days, going back-to-back, just like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to Super Bowls. Yes, uh, second day in a row, we are doing an episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast as there is some breaking news out there, as you see in the title of the podcast. If you're listening on uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Stitcher, wherever it may be, Or if you're watching live on Facebook and YouTube, you see the title. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed punter Matt Areza, former Bills punter. And uh, there's a lot to uh, unfold here. Why did the Chiefs go this route? What happened with Tommy Townsend? What are the Chiefs getting at Matt Areza? And why should Chiefs fans be excited about this? Because I'm very excited about this. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are as well. And I will answer all of those questions on this episode tonight. Uh, not going to be a very long episode. Going to keep this uh, fairly short for those, again, listening to the podcast version. I'm sure you guys already see the uh, length of this podcast. Not going to be very long. We just did a podcast last night discussing free agency and the draft. So if you haven't checked that out already, I encourage you guys to go do so. And uh, obviously, it's also available on Facebook and YouTube if you want to check out the video version of that before we start, I want to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Football season may be over, but we still have a lot of other sports going on right now. NHL, NBA, college basketball, baseball season is starting up very soon. You want to go to a concert, whatever it is you want to attend, SeatGeek is the place to go. Go find your tickets from SeatGeek, and new customers can save 20 bucks off their first purchase when they use the promo code FARZINE for their first purchase from SeatGeek. 20 bucks off. Just go to SeatGeek.com. Put in the promo code Farzine and you'll save $20 off your first time buying from SeatGeek. So again, 20 bucks off. Use the promo code Farzine and you can attend your first event saving uh, 20 bucks. Can't beat that. All right. Let's get right into it. I see a lot of you guys coming into the live stream. A lot of people are very excited tonight. I, I know a lot of people may be upset, maybe down that Tommy Townsend is moving on and uh, likely, very likely not coming back to Kansas City. So let's start there. What what happened? Why is Tommy Townsend not coming back to Kansas City? I, I think this year he took a bit of a step back, um, but but still was a very good punter overall in general. So what happened? Why exactly are the Chiefs choosing to move on from Tommy Townsend? Um, well, uh, in early August during training camp, He hired Drew Rosenhaus, and if you follow football very closely, you know who Drew Rosenhaus is. He is a a super agent, a mega agent, one of the big-name agents in the NFL and in all of sports, really. And he's a guy, Rosenhaus, that is, who always finds a way to get his top-tier clients top dollar for their contracts. And let's be realistic here. I don't care if you're the best team in the NFL or the worst team in the NFL. No punter is worth paying top dollar to. Now, I will say this. uh, Tommy Townsend, I I think, had a phenomenal year with the field goal operations. If you guys remember, roughly 14, 15 months ago, Dustin Colquitt called out Tommy Townsend publicly and even went on, you know, local radio podcasts and kind of lashed out at him. Pretty much threw him under under the bus, uh, sharing some stories about 
Townsend's rookie year and, and whatnot and several other things. Um, but it was a really big deal. Uh, some people pointed towards the fact that Butker had been missing so many field goals because the holds are not being uh, are not happening properly. Uh, that was in late 2022. Uh, now, when you look at the Chiefs this year, Harrison Butker, when you look at field goals and PATs, Butker only missed two field goals. Uh, one against the Patriots, probably deflated football there, as it was reported. And then uh, one on Christmas against the Raiders. So that's all Tommy Towns, or excuse me, Harrison Butker missed this year. And you got to give a lot of credit to Butker for what he's done all year. Obviously had the longest field goal in Super Bowl history, 57 yards, breaking that record 30 minutes after uh, it was broken in the same game. And uh, Winchester, the long snapper, deserves a lot of credit. Tommy Townsend uh, with his holds, his placement, deserves a lot of credit for that as well. Um, But I think ultimately people want to know what happened. Why is it that... Townsend uh, was unable to uh, come back here. Was there any effort? Because this was pretty quick. I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl less than two weeks ago. And we're already seeing uh, a replacement pretty quickly here. Uh, well, first of all, Matt Areza was avail- available because he was released um, a long time ago uh, in uh, August of 2022. And I'll get into that later on. Because I'm sure a lot of people may have questions. What exactly happened with Areza with the um, with the rape allegation? And I'll get into that shortly. Uh, but in general, I am I, sure the Chiefs uh, had a discussion with Tommy Townsend, Andrew Rosenhaus. And it just seemed like they weren't getting anywhere. And I think the Chiefs realized they weren't going to re-sign Tommy Townsend. It wasn't going to happen. And they knew that there might be another team out there that would be targeting Matt Areza, especially now that he's been cleared of those allegations. And again, I'll touch on that real soon. So the Chiefs, Brett Veach, I think did a good job here, realizing that bringing back Townsend was going to be an uphill battle. So he quickly went over to the free agent market and got Matt Areza. Yes, it sucks because, you know, Townsend was a fan favorite. Obviously, his hairstyle stuck out, but that wasn't the only thing that made him a fan favorite. He was really good at what he did. Obviously, you know, in these parades and celebrations, Townsend is obviously he sticks out a little more than some of the other players uh, not named Travis Kelsey. Um, But, you know, I mean, listen, Townsend is not the first fan favorite to move on from Kansas city. You saw Tyron Matthew, huge fan favorite in Kansas city. I consider him the best free agent acquisition in chiefs history up there. Of course, with um, Montana, uh, I, I can't recall was Montana, Montana traded or, or signed. I can't recall, but obviously Priest Holmes, another one there. Uh, but at the end of the day, you won a super bowl with Tyron Matthew with the honey badger. So, um, but Tyree kill, you know, uh, it was almost two years ago where the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill and everyone in Kansas City was upset about this, sad, confused, frustrated, not really sure what to think. And look what happened. The Chiefs found a way to continue winning football. Even a guy like Chad Henney, you know, he only played a few games for Kansas City, but his contributions in the postseason were awesome. And uh, when he retired, and you know, a lot of Chiefs fans were, you know, uh, mixed emotions to see him retire, but obviously not losing any sleep because he is a backup quarterback. But, you know, when you lose a guy like Tyreek Hill, you kind of wonder what is next for your franchise. And listen, I, I'm already seeing people in the chat talk about uh, Legereus Need. Could could a guy like him uh, possibly, you know, leave Kansas City uh, after this season? 
Um, you know, uh, that remains to be seen right now. Um, I'm sure the Chiefs are. Listen, part of the reason why the Chiefs are not choosing to re-sign Tommy Townsend is because he's going to cost a lot of money. His agent is going to demand a lot. And you have far more pressing matters right now. You got to figure out the wide receivers. Well, first off, let's back up a bit. You got to find a way to keep Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. So, uh, and the Chiefs have already done their part in, in making the uh, option be available for them to tag Chris Jones if needed. Um, and I think by letting Tommy Townsend walk and getting Matt Areza, who is a very good punter, and I'll, I'll get into that shortly, uh, but is a very good punter, and because of his situation, he's not in position to demand a lot of money. So this is a very good signing for Kansas City. Um, so the Chiefs letting Townsend walk is a sign that you know it's unfortunate, but we gotta we gotta do other things right now instead of keeping Townsend and priority number one, uh, keep Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed before free agency starts, because those guys are going to be targeted by a lot of teams, a lot of teams. Listen, I don't care if you have the best secondary in the NFL, that team should still be calling a guy like Legereus Sneed because you can never have enough defensive backs in the NFL. I know someone was mentioning, well, the Chiefs do have a lot of young cornerbacks. They drafted four of them in 2022. Yeah, they did. But in a pass-heavy league, having too many defensive backs is never a bad thing, especially while McDuffie is still on a rookie deal. Um, you can still get more from a guy like Legereus Sneed. Uh, but, you know, listen, it is the business of the NFL. It's not something players like. It's not something even GMs like. Uh, but it is the way the sport works sometimes. I called it back in uh, August the 3rd. I said, look, Tommy Townsend uh, hiring Drew Rosenhaus as his new agent. It is going to be the um, be the end of Tommy Townsend, essentially. After the Chiefs win Super Bowl 58, I worded it exactly like that. I said the Chiefs would win Super Bowl 58. And Tommy Townsend would move on, and the Chiefs would probably look for a new punter, and that's exactly what happened. So, a little, uh, little pat on the back uh, for me there. Yes. Uh, listen, the football is not going to spike itself. Someone's got to do it. So, uh, at the end of the day, um, it, it, you had to do what you had to do. And the Chiefs were able to um, save some money and uh, got a uh, punter on a cheaper deal. Let's talk about Matt Areza now, because... If you don't know much about Matt Areza in terms of on the field, uh, boy, the Chiefs got a steal in this one. Uh, so he is uh, nicknamed the punt god. Literally, he is the punt god. Was drafted in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL draft by the Buffalo Bills. So very young guy. Turns 24 this May. So, uh, you know, still has his uh, best football left to play. Has yet to play a regular season game. Was let go during the preseason uh, his rookie year when he was accused of being part of a gang rape incident at his um, at his alma mater at San Diego State. Areza denied these allegations. In fact, his attorney uh, went as far as to call it uh, a money grab. Um, and the Buffalo Bills at the time were dealing with massive backlash and didn't really know what to do with Areza, so they chose to release him. Listen, it was 2022 at the time. It's 2024 now. Not much has changed when it comes to how uh, public relations department handled these things. I don't know what the right move would be to do there. 
because and obviously Areza did not do anything wrong. And I'll explain all of that shortly because he's been cleared of whatever he was accused of doing. Um, but we are in a world today where PR matters. PR matters far more than it did 15, 20 years ago in sports, politics, whatever the case may be. Um, look, I don't know. I mean, if you're Buffalo, did you do the right thing? Obviously, Areza got screwed over in all of this. But if you're Buffalo from a PR standpoint, I don't know what the right move is. I, I really don't. I know a lot of people might criticize the Buffalo Bills and say that they were completely wrong and they jumped to conclusions, which is true. But you got to look, look after yourself in these situations as as bad as it sounds against Areza, it's like, man, Buffalo was getting all of these, uh, essentially all this bad coverage that they drafted a rapist. Not that that's what happened, according to, you know, the details that have come out. But, man, I, at the end of the day, it's just, I, I don't know how you handle that kind of thing. Uh, listen, working in PR uh, for a, a major corporation such as an NFL team, not easy, not easy. I, I would rather be a PR person for an NFL team than a politician, because whenever a politician says or does something wrong, boy, the amount of damage control you have to do from that to make sure you don't lose votes is just it's very critical. Um, you have to form the perfect game plan to make sure that politician that you're uh, essentially helping represent can come out of it. In a good way, uh, which is never easy to do. But that's what the Buffalo Bills chose to do. Uh, it was a very long 18-month legal battle here. But um, there was video evidence provided. And in all of the video evidence that was provided, Matt Areza was not seen uh, going into the storm room of, the at the time, a 17-year-old girl who claimed to have been uh, gang-raped. Uh, which is very unfortunate. Um, this kind of thing, uh, unfortunately, does happen on college campuses uh, and even outside of college campuses. But Areza, uh, according to the evidence that was provided, did not take part in any of this. So eventually, the lawsuit against Areza was dropped. And I believe Areza, and don't quote me on this one, I believe he was also countersuing for defamation um, because this did, this did hurt his football career. He didn't play his rookie year. He didn't play this past year, which... I don't know if it's considered considered his second year in the NFL or not, or how that stuff really works, statistically speaking. But um, the guy was drafted in 2022. So two seasons of football, unable for him to play because he was dealing with this legal matter. And this past December, he uh, was able to get his name cleared up. All the uh, legal lawsuits were dropped. Now, he does have an opportunity. He does have the option to file a lawsuit against the woman's attorney. Now, the woman's name is not out there publicly, but... You guys all know how that part works. Um, so I don't know what he wants to do there. Uh, but as far as, you know, the purposes of him being a Kansas City Chief, um, he is, I mean, there's no uh, evidence of him doing anything wrong. No wrongdoing, which sucks because this something I mean, we mentioned Tyreek Hill earlier. Um, something similar happened with him where, you know, he was accused of abusing his own child and, a lot of evidence came out that that was not the case at all. So, um, unfortunately, these things do happen to athletes, non-athletes. Um, it's um, it's very common, unfortunately, more than I think we'd like to admit in our society. 
but nonetheless, uh, the Chiefs uh, have signed Matt Areza on a much cheaper deal and could be getting a massive steal here with a free agent signing here. Why is he the punt god? What are the Chiefs getting in Matt Areza for those of you who don't know? Um, someone who can punt the football very, very, very far. I'm just going to say this right now. I, I Listen, the Chiefs are in the um, midst of uh, attempting a three-peat here, and obviously they need to have a very good offseason to be able to accomplish that. And I, this is not something I should say about a team that's looking to three-peat, but I'm actually very excited to see the Chiefs punt the football this year. I really am. You know, I mean, Dustin Colquitt, he was, you know, jokingly, but also seriously labeled as the MVP uh, several years ago, if you guys recall those years. Uh, in 08, 09, yeah, th- th- that era of Chiefs football. Matt Areza, um, he seriously could finish his career as the best punter in NFL history. He could be considered the best punter to ever play for the Chiefs and whoever else he ends up playing for in his career. Why is he the punt god? How, how far can he punt the football? Literally can punt it more than 80 yards. Yes, 80 yards, not 18, which would be a terrible punt. A-D, A-T, 8-0. That's how far he can punt the football. In the one preseason game he played for the Buffalo Bills against the Indianapolis Colts, he had an 82-yard punt. Yes, 82 yards. And by the way, um, go look up Matt Areza highlights on YouTube. This guy is not a, not only is he a great punter, He's actually a good defender, too. He's a good tackler. He actually is not afraid to go after return specialists. Now, maybe the Chiefs would advise him to not be as aggressive in that category because as awesome as that is, you know, NFL returners are a whole different animal and you just don't want to ever injure yourself. I think Dustin Colquitt once hurt himself in 08, I think it was. Essentially, um piggyback riding a return specialist for a few yards and ended up getting hurt and missed a few games. Uh, and w- when you have someone as talented as Areza, you do not want to risk any injury with this guy whatsoever. Um, he had a punt in college, um, kicking it from his own end zone right at the goal line. Obviously, that's not where the ball uh, was snapped from. I'm talking about where he actually... Uh, punted the football where he gave the football the boot and it went from the goal line all the way to the opposing team's 18 yard line. This guy can punt it from his own red zone and send the ball all the way to the opposing team's red zone. This is who the chiefs are getting. I'm going to say it again. I'm actually excited. Even though the chiefs are trying to three Pete, I kind of want to see some fourth downs this year because I want to see Matt Arreza punt the football. Um, now physically speaking, and I don't have the answer to this, but what is it about this guy that makes him way better than all of the other punters ever in the history of the sport? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's had some great coaches, uh, growing up in, in all, and I'm sure he's worked very, very well, very hard, very smart on, uh, lower body exercises. Uh, I'm sure those all play a role in the fact that this guy can punt 80 freaking yards. So the Chiefs are getting a monster punter uh, coming to Kansas City here. I'm excited. I really am. I think this is great. Now, here's the only concern I have with Areza. 
Because what did I mention earlier? The field goal operations this year, way better than last year. With uh, Butker missing some field goals last year, a lot of people blamed it on the hold from Townsend. Dustin Colquitt obviously had some things to say about that. Um, Also part of it, you know, Butker was still recovering from that ankle injury he suffered in week one of the 2022 season. But this year alone, Butker made every single PAT and field goal with the exception of two in the regular season. And obviously he broke the record for longest field goal in Super Bowl history. And he also now holds the NFL record for most field goals in a career in a Super Bowl, in Super Bowls altogether. Um, so the Chiefs, and by the way, Butker, someone brought this to my attention asking if Butker is going to come back. Well, he is. He's, he's actually under contract, but is in the final year. He's entering the final year of the uh, deal he signed. So the Chiefs definitely have some things to consider. Um, now, they still have some time, but it would not surprise me within the next 12 months if they extend Harrison Butker before the season even ends because that's how important of a football player he is. If he's kicking this many field goals and is missing very few, you got to find a way to keep him. Harrison Butker has the second best field goal percentage in NFL history right behind Justin Tucker. So um, at the end of the day, uh, you've got a great kicker in the NFL. You have a lot of great players uh, at, at different positions, including special teams. And now you, there's a chance Kansas City in 2024, by the time the 2024 season is over, we might be able to say that the Chiefs have the best punter and the best kicker in the NFL. Um, and by the way, uh, you know, usually when you say those kinds of things, that's usually because teams are not doing as good. This is a team that's on the um, it's on the verge of trying to three-peat. So, uh, at the end of the day, um, this is uh, this is a football player that um, that does a uh, does a lot of good things with his leg. Uh, Sean's asking, where does Vinatieri sit on that list? Let me look that up. Field goal percentage, NFL history. Because I think Justin Tucker is at like a 90%. Um, yeah, 90.183%. Harrison Bucker at 89.14. So about a 1.5% behind uh, Eddie Pinheiro at an 89% flat. Young Oku, uh, 80, uh, about 88.5% there. Where's Vinatieri? Boy, um... Man, Mike Vanderjecht is on here. I remember he was considered the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Where is Vinatieri? Surprisingly not very... Oh, there he is. He is 32nd all-time. Behind Chandler Catanzaro. You guys remember him? I think he played for Cardinals. And he's uh, right ahead of Nick Folk. And uh, also uh, Graham Gano, if you guys remember uh, those, those guys. Uh, well, Nick Folk and Graham Gano are still kicking in the, in the NFL, but... Um, Catanzaro uh, kicked from 2014 to 2018. Played for four different teams, surprisingly. Who did he play for? Okay, well, it says Arizona for three years, and then he played for the Jets one year, and then he played for the Panthers and Tampa Bay in his last year. Interesting. I thought he was a, somewhat of a solid kicker. Not, I'm curious what happened to him. Kind of forgot about him. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. Um, the Chiefs, uh, they got um, they got a hell of a punter. I'm very excited. I'm actually excited to see the Chiefs punt this year. 
I'm actually, I'm actually very excited for that. Um, Scott's asking, in my opinion, how many moves are we making free agency? Uh, Scott, we actually did like a full blown podcast about that last night. So if you're, uh, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, go check out last night's podcast. If you want to listen to the audio version, go look that up because uh, I do have all of that on there. And uh, Gwen, you're also asking who would I extend or sign? Uh, we didn't really talk about extending or signing a, a whole lot of guys um, in detail, but you know we did mention um, Chris Jones, Snead. Obviously, if there's a way you can do it, and trying to restructure some deals would would make that happen. Um, trying to keep Drew Tranquil would be huge. I don't think the Chiefs can bring back Willie Gay, especially if you do find a way to keep Chris Jones and Snead. Keeping Gay would be an uphill battle. Uh, but on offense, I think the only guy I would want to see the Chiefs bring back that that's without a contract is Jarek McKinnon. That's really it. So, yeah, I don't see the Chiefs trying to re-sign that many players. And I say that many, but the guys they want to re-sign are going to cost a lot. Um, Veach, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jones and uh, Sneed. Uh, whereas, you know, Drew Tranquil, I think you can get him back on a solid deal. Same with Jarek McKinnon. He didn't even, Jarek McKinnon was on a very cheap deal last year, surprisingly. Um, it wasn't really talked about a whole lot. So yeah, that is that. And I'm sure we'll do a whole lot more, um, a whole lot more off season talk, free agency, re-signing all that stuff as we go on. Uh, do I think the chiefs will have a three peat super bowl wins? Uh, Tyler's asking, yeah, I don't know. Um, a year ago this time, I was very confident the chiefs would win the super bowl. I even said so at the time. Um, this year, I'm not really quite sure. I'm not ready to make that prediction yet because I, in order for me to feel that way, I got to see what the chiefs are going to do with, with the off season. I can't say that for a fact right now. Yes. Gwen Clyde Edwards, Lair's contract is up. So, uh, the chiefs do have a decision to make there. Um, I thought he played better, uh, this year, uh, in his, uh, in his role situation as a backup. So we'll see what the chiefs want to do there, but nonetheless, uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep this short and sweet. Um, obviously, uh, the chiefs big news today signing Matt Areza. And unfortunately this does essentially spell the end of Tommy Townsend. I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I think, you know, 99.8% that he is, um, on his way to uh, hitting uh, the free agent market. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad uh, people are still tuning in, Teresa, 100%. Obviously, you know, I was not intending to do a podcast today because I did one last night. Uh, but with this breaking news, I definitely had to um, had to chime in for this one. Hey, if you guys have questions, anything you want to get into, ask it tomorrow. I'll be back in exactly 24 hours for our Red Friday live chat, Friday night exclusively on Facebook and YouTube. The giveaway ends tomorrow at 8. I'm giving away two Super Bowl hats, one on Instagram, one on X. So go on there, check my pin post and see uh, what you got to do to uh, enter to win, uh, enter for a chance to win rather. Uh, very, very simple rules nonetheless. So uh, check all of that out. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and end things right now. My name is Farzim Vasugian. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this episode of the Chiefs on Podcast. For all of you who watch live, thank you to you guys who tuned in and uh, interacted in the uh, chat for this episode. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I am out. Take care. <laughs>